0: All right, back here on the Sports Grind. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing. it been the one and twos. 877-37-GRIND. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. And we are broadcasting here from the Maestro de Bell Tequila Studios. Uh, so keeping it moving here as we get into the last hour of the week, which we'll get into some of these uh college football games here in passing, but I kind of want to stick with the NFL because there's some stories that I want to touch on uh, also with the NFL. Uh, first off, so we'll see how Sunday night uh, works out for the Denver Broncos. Uh, the other game definitely will have my eye on, especially with the developments of last night with those two key injury. I mean, those injuries. And then now we know that Joe Burrow's out for the year. Cleveland versus the Steelers, um, you know, this is one of those that you have Pittsburgh, you know, who is going on the road, okay, to take on Cleveland and pretty much a rookie quarterback. Um, Cleveland is still a one-point favorite in this. Um, the total, I can tell you, is going to make um, I believe the foundation picks I'm going to do. Jonas gave me the update. I've made a dissecutive decision. I think we're going to give you another eight-pack this weekend since we're sitting dead red at zero. And I only do those when there are certain things on the board, so I'm seeing how that's going to go. We'll talk about that here shortly. You mean dead
1: red at zero in terms of we like are we're sitting, even? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Cause I don't sitting think we I don't red red did that even. to the air, uh, but you are 500 in college and the pros as of uh, last weekend.
0: Yeah, I like to keep track of the whole kibosh, combined number, but Jonas tracks it here and there, but yes, you know, play's a play. Uh, But anyway, um, defensive battle. I mean, this is what this is going to be about because, you know, I'm I'm done waiting for the shoe to drop for Kenny Pickett and Pickens. To be honest with you, I've never seen anything look like. I mean, I know in the preseason. I mean, I understand the defense is vanilla. People play a couple series. You're up against backups, but there, the glimpse we saw of Pickett in the deep ball and you know to Pickens the pre, nothing has manifested, and we're going to week 11. I don't know if that's ever going to click. I think they're just going to have to rely on, the, again, the running game and playing great, good defense. So, um, definitely disappointed in the way the offense has gone. I mean, I had Pittsburgh being one of those teams to make the run this year, but even though they're finding ways to win, I don't know. This is still possibly a winnable game for Cleveland. Pittsburgh's already beat them once. But this right here, considering that you're going to have a rookie quarterback, now they're telling me, D-T-R-O, his the, the the bright light eyes are gone. And I'm like, based off of what? like practice we don't know that yet um, and in Pittsburgh they're challenged offensively so this is probably going to be an ugly game the total is set at 33 it's, I think this is one of the lowest totals that the NFL has had they put out in a minute I mean I know the college record was set just a few weeks ago with Northwestern and Iowa that thing was 29 and it hit the under two it was a total of like 27 points you know I tell people it's low for a reason folks drunk dudes oh 23 bro that's that's over man give me 500 on that they're gonna score to nah man did you see what teams we got and what they averaging points this is gonna be an ugly game now, if both offenses all of a sudden, let's say DTR is not have the deer in the headlight looks and Pickett and Pickens decide to get going, man, maybe I could see this probably going over by a touchdown. If they both find a way to get to 20 apiece at least, I wouldn't bank on it. So the, I mean, this is the number one defense coming in on the Cleveland side, and we all know what Pittsburgh can bring when they want to play, especially within division games. This is going to be an ugly three yards in a cloud of dust football game.
1: Yeah, it's going to be uh, game time temperatures you're looking at in the the high 40s. Yeah. So it's going to be cold. The ball's going to be heavy. Cool. Um, and, and something to watch because you look at the, the way that the Ravens played the Browns last weekend – and that running back Mitchell that the Ravens yeah, yeah, got, yeah, yeah. he came out you know running running with a, a full head of steam. And Jalen Warren last weekend picked up some some momentum as well. Found the end zone this season, and so he and he's got a lot of speed, starting yeah. to really creep up on Najee Harris, yeah, and the, on that depth yeah. chart. So this could really be. And, and then you look at the quarterback play. This could really be one of those ones where you're saying three yards in a cloud of dust. Uh, just grinded out good old yep. fashioned AFC North football. Uh also with news with the Browns today coming down that uh, Joe Flacco, the team had him up by uh as they're mm-hmm. continuing to look at that quarterback situation. And then the RG three. Are you buying uh that they look at either of those two guys?
0: Uh well first of all, Flacco, no man. I'm rolling with D T R apart. Come on, man. What the what the hell? I almost broke F C C rule. What the hell is What is Flacco? Yeah, yeah, what what is, Flacco? What, yeah, what is he gonna do? No, I'm sticking with DTR going back to Walker. Now, RG3, yes, I don't want to spend too much time on this, but the bottom line, RG3 lobbied on social media, video, whatever he does. This is what he does. He lobbied for the Browns to sign him, give him an opportunity. You know, I can do this. I've learned all this. Look, man, bless his heart. He's a former Heisman Trophy winner. He's done his thing in the NFL for a short time, had a devastating injury just unfortunately early in his career. This is desperate to me. This is corny. RG3 has done a lot of corny stuff, you know, over his career. He's a good guy. He's starting to get on my nerves a little bit. Like, this is unprofessional. Like, don't use your pla- – like, you chose to come over to the media. You're a former football player. Don't use your platform when the quarterback goes down, whether it's two starters went down on the same team, the starter went down, and now the backup. Don't come begging. I mean, if you want to get back, if it's still in your system – you're still rightfully young. That's who in my radio guy to tell you, oh, no, RG, you can't come back to league. That's not where I'm coming from. If you want to do that, get, go get your agent. Get the back channels going. Because other than that, I don't even know if you're really serious to come back to play. You just might want to put your name out there for us people like me to talk. Oh, rg 3s telling Cleveland to sign him. Come on, RG3, man. i this brother do some corny stuff, man. Last Monday night, you know he's on the Monday night crew. And they're in Buffalo and I get it. And it's always after they do their picks and Adams on the field and they got Scott and somebody's going to run in the stands. And Oh, where's that? And RG over the time he's been, he does something RG And I catch things for a reason. Like I didn't have to catch this, but due to the fact I caught it and I've got to call it out. They go. In matter of fact, it was Joe Buck's wife. Who's okay to say that, you know, just drool over Jimmy G. On live television but if that was a man it would just be oh that's creepy we got to fire him this is what we're talking about he's a sexist anyway joe buck's wife says hey where did rg3 go it's all a bit you know it's right before kickoff they pan into the end zone in in bill's mafia and rg3's in the crowd and he has like a buffalo wing hat on like a chicken wing and i'm like rg3 there's certain things that put us in certain situations, people that make me, me look like me and you. That the check, and first of all, there was no check in that. That's for the moment. I don't even know if a check like you're gonna be in there, and it's like an actual size hat. That's a barbecue buffalo wild chicken wing hat that RG has on his head. Man. I was like, man, oh my, I'm like RG, like, oh my goodness. Whew. Anyway. Those, those
1: memes write themselves, huh?
0: Man, you can't do that to us, man. I mean, come on. I thought it was bad when I saw Jerry Rice with a, with a Kentucky Fried Chicken helmet on a couple of years ago. But that was a check, but I'm like, damn, Jerry, come on, man, you the goat, bro. Like, really, you know how I many memes are getting passed behind that on the cool in Bel Air and the Hamptons? Hey, look at this. Oh, <laughs> Come on, man. Now, they pay me about 7 I'm like, hey, don't be, nodding nah, no, nah, man, that's like not that me. But you like that cut the bowl jive. Cut, nah, that's, that's cool, man. You got Dion and his kid. You got his daughter there like, oh, man, give me the wings. That's cool. Cut the bull jerk, give me one of them wings. Now, if Dion is sitting there saying that with a barbecue chicken hat on that's got a big old wing sauce and like that, then I'll be like, come on, Prime. Come on, man. That Nike money was good no man RG3 stop begging like if you really want to get in the NFL that's fine but go to the back channels go go to the because I guarantee you if he wasn't in the media or we, he wasn't stealing the public he wouldn't have come out and tweet hey man Brown signed me just sounds desperation man desperation 877-37 grind alright keeping it moving here um, before we get into college in the last couple segments Stefan Diggs met with the media and Stefan Diggs um, had to answer questions about his brother Trayvon Diggs' tweet Monday night. We already talked about this a few days ago. But hearing Stefan Diggs' explanation, saying that, hey, I don't speak. No one speaks for me. I can't control what other people says in my feelings? Even my brother, I, just like you, the reporters, I can't control what y'all say. Even though my brother, I love my brother, but what he says has no control bear. I've never said that I wasn't happy, and I wasn't about. Stefan, stop, man. You've had pillow talk with your brother. You, you have vented and made comments. And yes, there's some truth you can't control even what your brother said, whatever. Those are stuff you talked about your brother with. And the thing to sit there and say, I've never said I'm happy. Well, what was the real reason why you didn't come to camp that one day? And, 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 you know, McDermott had no idea what was going on. And Josh is saying, hey, there's no problem with here. And then what happened last playoff when Cincinnati came in with Joe Burr and crushed the buildings and sit your ass home? And, no, we're not having an AFC rematch. Sent y'all home, and you didn't even talk to the media. Oh, I get it, but you never expressed that you're happy. The thing I'm coming at digs with that is, like, stop it. That, I told you that's unprofessional for his brother to do that. And, yes, you feel like that. You feel like that. It's no different. We used to kill um, Archie Manning. When Archie would come out and defend something about Eli or Peyton, we would automatically assume Peyton Manning and Eli is really saying that, which was probably true. So Stefan Diggs ain't no different. And the truth of it is, brother, and this is what I tell a lot of people. There is a reason why you only had four to six targets. There's a guy by the that where's the number two that locked your ass up. That's just the reality. There's a reason why, and that's what's pissing me off through the whole media, man. Like, I get it. You deserve to get killed. Like, we can't say this is one of the top corners in the game, but then sit there and wonder why Diggs only had four targets. You know, Deion used to never get, there would be some games where Dion didn't even get thrown at. Like I always talk about that muddy game in Candlestick Park between the Dallas Cowboys and the 49ers when Deion was on the 49ers side and they wore those clean white. Like that whole white, it was clean. He had those Nike Prime socks on. You know what I'm saying? It was clean. Four quarters. You got Alvin Harper muddy. You got Troy Aikman Dion Deion just sitting there with a clean jersey. Don't need tied. Don't need bounty. Nothing. Because they didn't throw to him. Now, there is no way in hell I'm putting Patrick Sertain second. As much as I love Patrick, he isn't. He ain't even in the zip code of Coach Prime, a.k.a. Deion Sanders in the quarterback. He ain't there yet. Could he get there close? He's on a nice path. He ain't there. I don't give a damn if he wears blue and orange. I don't hand that stuff out easy to nobody. But this is crazy just to think this is all about the connection or whatever. So the bottom line is, Diggs, no one believes you. I don't believe you. Your brother tweeted exactly what you feeling. Period. Now go beat the Jets. They're at home again. This is it for Buffalo. These AFC games, man, are about to start piling up, pocking off one at a time. Just elimination. Get out of here because it's a log jam. And this is before we even know what happens Monday night, which we got Monday night to break down as well, too. That is a monster. Can't wait to get to Monday night. To be honest with you, you know, no pro- no disrespect to the Broncos, but they could have I know you can't play back to back Monday night football games. I would have liked to have seen this Kansas. I would love to see the Broncos, but I'd like to see this Kansas City and Philly on Sunday night. I gotta wait till Monday to see this. Okay? And Travis Kelsey brothers lying. Oh man. Well, and I get what he's saying. Like, hey, there's guys that wasn't here in the Super Bowl. This this isn't. No, it doesn't change what happened last February. But this game's been marked on the calendar, man. It's been marked on the calendar. Because if Kansas City lose, they're going to fall right back. A little bit closer to that pack. A jambalaya. Now I don't know who they got left to be a threat, but they're going to fall right back. And then maybe I'll finally get to see. What it looks like when they ask how to come out of that two or three seed? I don't know. We'll see. But we got to money to get to that. But those are really what the the things I wanted to touch on in the NFL as we get ready to resume Sunday, Week Eleven. Um, on the college side, like I said, the Colorado Buffaloes in action tonight with Washington State. This is a playoff elimination game. Both got both teams are four and six. <coughs> Excuse me, headed into the night. Seen Washington State play a couple times. The question is Is the sure Sanders going to get protection or not? Um, and are they going to be able to get some stops? Also, tomorrow, when you look at some of the big matchups, when we talk about the national championship pitcher and the playoff rankings, uh, number one Georgia is at 18 Tennessee. Um, you know, on the cool here it's very interesting because there could be a really true situation that Georgia's offense is a little bit better than what their defense is. And that is crazy to say that considering what we've seen happen in the draft for the last two years. Though so how many D lines have gone now, when I say that I ain't telling you Georgia has taken this old damn fall off of the cliff type of fall. Didn't no. but you can run on them a little bit. Uh, but their offense is humming. So, I've always said this. I mean, this isn't a night game, but a road SEC game is still tough to beat. I think this one's going to be a little closer than what people think. I do give Tennessee a puncher's chance because it's in Tennessee. uh, But Georgia, as we mount closer deep in the season, that SEC game is right there around the corner. You want to stay focused if you're them. Also, keeping in mind, we've got uh, number five, Washington. At number 11, Oregon State. Okay? This game didn't – I'll tell you this right now. This game didn't make the foundation picks. I'm going with Oregon State on this one. I think they're winning this one at home. Um, you know, I've been talking about their quarterback all year. Their defense is a little bit kind of unrated, but, you know, underrated. That's fine on the radar. But I think when you look at Washington, the reason why I'm comfortable of saying that I think this is Washington to win this outright is there's two reasons. One, Washington has not been hitting on all cylinders. In the last three or four weeks, uh, especially after that grueling game that they were able to survive past Oregon. Uh, they've had some, you know, what for now Penix Jr. is still accurate. He's still throwing things on a dime. But I think due to the fact that this game is on the road and this is one of those spots that I think that could really get Oregon State, they're sitting at 11 on the map, and really solidify, excuse me, their season. I like that the upset. And number two, I've always told you free food for thought for free. If the people in the desert is gonna tell me somebody's ranked against an undefeated team, I'm gonna roll with Oregon State to get the job done and especially lay those points. You listen to the sports grind. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. We are broadcasting here from the Mike Strode Bell, Tequila Studios, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, producer, spinning the one and twos. We'll be back. Alright, back here on the Sports Grind Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark Producing spinning the one and twos On this real R&B Friday 877-37-GRIND 7, 7, 7, Today's show was presented by Dos Equis. Get a Dose We have been broadcasting here from the Maestro De Bell Tequila Studios And this last segment of the day and the week Is going to be presented and sponsored by Zing Zang Two words, a key to any perfect cocktail And that is Zing Zang Make sure you try out all their pre-made alcoholic drinks They come in different flavors And don't forget they still have their blazing of uh, mix as well too Alright But whatever you do, don't forget to Zing Zang Responsibly, that is Zing Zang, official sponsor of the sports grind blouses. Oh, Prince, rest in peace. But anyway, um, as we get into this, before we get to reveal the uh, foundation picks, and again, again, we'll all share these tomorrow morning before 11 and then Sunday morning. But if you're not following me on Twitter, make sure you do that at sports grind. Because I have gotten messages like, "Hey, when do these come out?" Because they show up late in the stories. Well, make sure you follow me on Facebook, my personal page, because that's the one that I share them on. And then on Twitter at SportsCrime. But we'll give them to you. Make sure on air if we don't run out of time in this last segment. But we'll give them to you shortly. But anyway, keeping it moving. So just sticking a little bit with this college theme, real, real quick. Um, So, yes, I think the game is going to be closer possibly than what people think. I could be wrong. It could be a blowout. But Tennessee, I think they could at least hang with Georgia uh, a little bit because of their offense. Um, But I think, you know, Oregon State at home – Against five Washington, if this game was in Washington, you know, up there in Husky Land, then I would sit there and say no. But Oregon stayed at home. I think the defense will be ready. Um, that will set up a monster game here another week or two in the Civil War game against Oregon. So that could get real interesting. Uh, and then for Texas, you got number seven Texas at Iowa State. Um, last time I checked, I think Iowa. I think Texas is like a seven and a half point favorite uh, in that particular game. Um, Texas has looked, you know, it's been nothing really to write home to mom about the way they have performed the last couple of weeks. I mean, they have beaten some, um, you know, lesser inferior opponents to my opinion. Um, but this is one of those when they've had the program itself, uh, has had trouble, uh, when they've gone on the road at this particular place over the years. um, It hasn't, you know, usually there have been competitive games, no matter how bad, you know, Iowa State might have been. So would it surprise me if they let Iowa State hang around all the way to the fourth quarter of this game and have to win it late or, you know, no, it wouldn't, you know, because they look like a team that is still favorable, still looks like a talented enough to be a playoff team, not taking that away from Texas, but they haven't just played well in my opinion, as well, too. Another game and note that I didn't have on the docket, but it is going to make the foundation picks that's going to be interesting to me, Um, and it has to do with our neighbors out up in Lubbock uh, with Texas Tech. You know, Central Florida, either one of these teams are ranked. Um, You know, I would have loved to talk more Texas Tech football this year, but just to keep it real, I always do. You know, it's, it's so much time in the three hours, and, you know, you've got to perform pretty well to be topic of going on. I think Tech has just been inconsistent for the most part. But I think the reason why this is going to be interesting to me, uh, besides it making the foundation plays, because I think Central Florida, you know, under Gus Malzahn, remember, they looked kind of like shaky their first time around in the Big 12 Conference. And I think if you look at the way they've played the last couple weeks, getting some victories, I think now, especially that win over Oklahoma State – um that i felt that they were going to get them coming into playing them they look like they've got some confidence and that's what good coaching does um you know gus has been one of those guys spent some time at auburn and really i want to see in texas i mean texas favored in this one but i just don't know from week to week on what Texas Tech team is going to show up. So there's really no playoff implications regarding this game. We know both these teams are ranked, but I like to see how teams and programs finish the season. And this is one of those that I want to see after getting off to a rocky start in Central Florida, can you get a Big 12 road win, uh, you know, against Texas Tech? And then can Texas Tech, can they finish strong? Um, Other than that, I mean, you know, there's, you know, USC and UCLA kind of took a little lackluster steam. I I, I didn't want to really spend any time on that. I mean, you know, that's a course that's that, you know, cross the town rivalry. But, you know, UCLA were taking some losses in the last week. So they shouldn't have. And then, you know, USC's just been losing and losing. Got Caleb just crying, you know, in the stands. Um, That one. And, you know, it's crazy because I'm starting to hear and it's November, but. You know, there's some rumblings about Chip Kelly, and I'm like, really? Like, I mean, he tried to roll with a freshman starting quarterback. I mean, he has already beaten USC once. Uh, I don't see why he would be in question of of maybe, you know, job security. But, again, it goes with the patience of student body and alumni. If you got USC there, and you got Caleb Williams, and he's on TV constantly, um, you know. Then that's kind of one of those that hey man we 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 got to win we we want to be qualifying for playoffs and then it's also again we're going into next year which is here before we know it where the playoff system expands uh, to twelve teams so that's the college scene that's really going to be on my radar. Um And it definitely, too, in our backyard tonight, I mean, not only paying attention to Colorado tonight to see if they can keep their bowl eligibility hopes alive, but in our backyard with UTSA, how is this program and how are the young men going to respond with the Jeff Trailer rumors circling around as well, too, since they uh, remain undefeated in their conference? What do you got?
1: I think they're two score favorites tonight, too. Hmm. Um, Kansas and Kansas State, though. Kansas State still trying to look for a spot in the uh, Big 12 championship game. Their hopes are still alive as they sit there 5-2 uh, and two in the conference. Um, Kansas coming off of a loss. Does that one jazz you up at all?
0: To be honest with you, I want to be full of transparency. I, I've just kind of lost my mind, thought, or focus, the fact that Kansas is still even eligible for the you know Big 12 championship. No, Kansas Cam- State is. I mean, Kansas State. I'm sorry, Kansas yeah, State. Yeah,
1: they're 10-point uh, favorites on the road.
0: I mean, and 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 they would be take that cuz they're representing the side. They kind of leapfrog Oklahoma since Oklahoma. How many losses does Kansas State have?
1: On the season, uh-huh. uh overall Kansas State has 3 losses. Um Oklahoma sitting there at 2 um so, so I guess, because but, it, because but it really comes down to the conference record. they Kansas State. Yeah, there's a whole yeah, lot yeah. of math involved. Yeah, I know uh, yeah. Iowa State. Uh, you know, also in that mix, there right. at five and two in conference. Oklahoma five and two in conference. Oklahoma State five and two in conference. Yeah,
0: it'll definitely come across my radar. I mean, I've got. You know, usually six to eight games in the box going at a time. I mean, I don't know if that's going to make the rotation, but I'll definitely be paying attention to some of the results. But those are pretty much the games I'm going to have on my radar. In regards to NBA, uh, real quick, um, OKC gave Golden State uh, the business last night. uh, They're really playing well. That pressy, man, you know, in the front office, you know, and, I, and and Jonas is keeping him gritting his teeth so you can say, you know they draft for the last three years. It's been three years that they haven't it's where you're there. Yeah. Well, anyway, the bottom line, this team OKC looks like they're rolling. Golden State now was with, last night they were without Steph Curry. And of course we know Draymond Green is serving his five game suspension. And Steve Kerr just said there's Draymond crossed the line. Um, you know, he said that, you know, that he's got to learn to keep control of his motion. And I'm glad, you know, credit to Steve Kerr. I'm glad that he really noted. I'm not talking about ejections. He goes, I'm not talking about tax and ejections. I'm talking about physical harm across the line. He goes, he crossed it. And, you know, I know he has to do that. And I understand. I think he understands that Draymond, you know, hey, you know, it's emotional. But Steve Kerr. Their relationship between Draymond Green and Steve Kerr—it has to really be taxing. I mean, and, and and let me tell you, look, I'm not trying to make this a situation, but let me just give you an example, and let me tell you why Steve Kerr can hack this. They're in the middle of a dynasty run that's like coming to down like the the club's about to close and the DJ's about to turn the lights on. And that's where Golden State is right now. But they're winding down this dynasty run. Through this dynasty run, we've documented the Draymond Green situations. You know, the kick in the apple sack to LeBron ejected. Some people, I feel they would have beat Cleveland that year if he doesn't get ejected there. So that kicked this thing off. We've talked about the stomping in the chest of Sabonis. We've talked about... Kicking Steve Adams. Steve Adams, Jordan Poole. But we also talked a little bit yesterday about the importance of really how Draymond Green, despite the narrative of like oh he don't want to play with Clay without Steph he wouldn't be nothing if he wasn't playing with Steph and Clay he's very important to this organization so let me tell you if they have had the same amount of success and they were on the same type of championship run and you switched franchises and and, and the, the success went to be the San Antonio Spurs coached by Greg Popovich. Draymond Green would have been traded three seasons ago. But Steve Kerr, this is where Steve Kerr has the edge over a pop. And this is why a guy, Phil Jackson, has an old edge, not overall coaching, but in this department. And this is why Steve Kerr can handle this. Steve Kerr came in and was around Dennis Rodman, Michael Jordan, and all this chaos that goes on and got punched in the face at practice by Michael Jordan, but went on to win three championships with him. So he can put up, a, but make no mistake about it. He basically threw Draymond under the bus yesterday. And this was pregame. This wasn't postgame. This is pregame interview or post pre-game press conference. And I told you, I said, now that's the difference. We look Draymond, despite how much important he is to the situation, pot would have traded his ass three years ago. And said the hell with it. Now, I'm not saying you that's wrong, but I'm just giving you the highlights of what's, you know, that's the reason why you can look. But they're doing it and they're sticking with it because they know how important Draymond is. Because if he wasn't, Steve, I've heard reports that him and Steve have gotten face to face with each other in the locker room before. So that's my thoughts on that. Sticking with the NBA theme as well, too. Um, the Nuggets are nine and two. They're going on the road to the 504 boys and taking on the 6 and 3 Pelicans. Um, the Pelicans, you know, Zion is, you know, looking decent. You know, um, they're starting to get a little bit back healthy. They're a feisty young team. Um, this should be interesting. The Nuggets to see if they can get to ten and two. I don't know what that line is tonight, but I doubt it very seriously. If the Nuggets are focused, if all hands are on deck and nobody's starting, if Joker's not sitting out or anything like that, because with the NBA, you never know. I think they can make it to ten and two after tonight.
1: Uh Nuggets minus five.
0: Yeah. Interesting line. But I think Nuggets will find a way to win the game if everybody is on board. Um the Rockets at the Clippers. Uh, Paul George fined $35,000 for criticizing the officials uh, the other night. Um, I don't remember what particular play or what particular game this was, probably out of frustration. Um, you know, when I look at the Rockets, I just look at a team, a young team that is being coached well. Uh, and they're being coached defensively well uh, by Ime Adoka. And they look like they're heading in the right direction. And keep in mind, I forgot what his explanation was. But remember, he chose Scott Van Fleet over James Harden. Looked like a smart decision. <clears throat> so, uh, but the Nuggets side, 9-2, and two road test, They should be able to make it to 10-2. What do you got?
1: Uh, The comments he got fined for was the tournament game against the Nuggets the other night, Uh in which he said, I thought we played great. It's tough, the adversity of playing against the extra three. I thought they were awful, but the defending champs, we've got to play better. The extra three being those in the striped shirts on the floor.
0: Mm. Or the gray shirts now, or whatever they were. Yeah, I'll chalk that up. That's James Harden's fault. That's just frustration. That's a frustration, you know fine it's just everything was all good just a week ago until James showed up that's pretty much what that 35 stacks is about that's equivalent to losing five dollars in at the laundromat to uh Paul George but you don't want to donate money like that even though they tell you it's going to charity Um, uh, you know but really it's probably going to China but I I will tell you uh keeping it moving though everything else is but anyway MLB I didn't want to lose this um Because we haven't really talked about it. But the owners, I didn't want to lose the week without at least bringing this up. The owners approved the move to uh, Vegas for the Oakland Athletics. Um,
1: Unanimously.
0: Yeah. Mark Davis ain't too happy about this. I mean, Mark, I mean, man. If I walked around with my hair cut like that, I'd probably be pissed all the time, too. But Mark Davis is upset because he's saying which he's got some merit he's saying look man they cost us from not building the state they're the reason why we left in oakland because we wanted to build a stadium here and they blocked it they blocked it but if mark realizes part of what he did by deciding to block out that section that had you used to have a beautiful view of those mountains i mean that stadium is a dump but at least you had that view of those mountains you know in the back and i'm not even a view type of person a mountain view but what did al decide to do let's put extra decks up there and just block that so it kind of expedited this whole thing for both of them to land in vegas but i'm telling you let me translation mark can talk about oh they kept us from building he just pissed because somebody else is in town and you know vegas you know you deal with the knights oh they're cool that's hockey now you got baseball coming in gonna take some of the some of that piece of the pie somebody coming on the block and you want to tax them that's really what it is um so you have that going on the other mlb news um manford the commissioner nobody likes at least the players announced that Atlanta's going to get the all-star game in 2025. Real quick note on this. And this is why people don't like Manfred because people think he grandstands. He's full of crap. The reason why they jacked the, the, the all-star game from them a few years ago was because of supposedly allegedly the voting rights situation between Georgia laws and voting laws. So baseball's like, hey, man, you're going to do that. We'll take the all-star game. What does Manfred do? Said nobody's talking. Nobody's looking anymore. Nobody's at home. and not COVID. Nobody marching in the streets. Hey, go ahead and give them the all-star game back. Well, I would tell Manfred that's why I don't cover games because I read, say, hey, Manfred, anything change on them voting laws in Georgia? And he would have to say, no, not really. And be like, well, what the hell are we coming back then for? Then you didn't mean it back then. That was your fake wokeness, as they say. I'm so mad that that side jacked that word, woke. That we, we, You know, they had that in the community using work, and now, now they've taken that and twisted that to this whole political form. I'm like, damn, man, we can't have nothing. We can't have a damn thing. We can't even have a saying. Let alone getting 40 acres back. We can't have a damn thing. But anyway... Yeah, Atlanta's getting an All Star game. Yeah, that's again that just that waters down why you moved in the first place. It's just I I use that as an example where we're at in life and society, especially with our damn politicians and everything else. Just a lot of fakeness. Anyway. Well let's leave Friday on a good note. I think we have time to go ahead and spit this out real quick. Our foundation picks coming off of good weekend last weekend. So let's keep it rolling. We're gonna specialize you with a four-pack this weekend. Eight piece total. Eight right? piece total. Yeah, give me one of them wings. Should put a hat on me for this whole section, you know. I hate that direct deposit, right? Anyway, all right, North Texas. Okay. Don't ask me why I look at lines, man. It's not a game, probably, on TV. North Texas minus two, going on the road to Tulsa. I like North Texas minus two. Oregon State, I told you, if the desert's telling me a team's favorite at home over an undefeated team, especially a team that's already has like one or two losses, I'm rolling with them. Oregon State minus one and a half, all right? The upset Washington, give them their first loss. Central Florida on the road at Texas Tech, catching a plus two and a half. I like, sorry Lubbock, I like Central Florida on the road plus two and a half to win that game outright. And for the last pick of the weekend on the college side, I am going to take Carolina that's plus seven on the road against Clemson. I know Clemson's cooking ever since, you know, Daybo, but you know what? Carolina, their defense a little bit overrated. That's a little bit too much points for me over Carolina. And in the NFL side of things, I like the Los Angeles Chargers on the road, minus three. All right. I like they're going to Green Bay. I like Seattle on the road. That's a pick'em, And I like um, Eagles Monday night plus two and a half with Kansas City. And the last one, I'm going to take Arizona on the road in Colin Murray's second game, getting six against the Texans. I know he's balling in CJ Stroud, but that's a lot of points. I like Arizona plus six. I'll have him up in the morning. Hit me up on Twitter at Sports Special thanks to the producer of the show, Mr. Jonas Clark, San Antonio, El Paso, Abilene, Lubbock, people up in the Mile High City in Denver, people up in Tyler, and people down in the whole 305 South Florida region, and my people down in Laredo. When that alarm goes off Monday morning for you, hit the snooze button, just ask yourself. You grind in peace. See y'all Monday.
2: When life sounds too much like this, it's time to consider more of this. Sometimes a little shift is all you need. A dose of perspective. Dos equis Lager. Get a dose. Enjoy Dos equis responsibly. Copyright 2021. Imported by Cervezas Mexicanas. White Plains, New York. Maestro Dobel Tequila was born from 11 generations of tequila-making legacy. It is sourced from a single estate in the volcanic lowlands of Jalisco, Mexico, using the finest 100% blue agave double distilled and aged in european white oak barrels maestro dobel's commitment to innovation isn't only to discover new ways of distilling and aging it's about elevating and crafting a superior tequila that is the essence of mastery maestro dobel is the official tequila of the pga tour and an official sponsor of the sports grind please drink responsibly it's time to warm up that scoreboard and get ready to bring home the win with specs Specs has you covered with lower prices on all your favorite fan fuel. From craft beer, rare spirits, and world-class wine to chips, dips, and gourmet finer foods. And with same-day delivery when you order online or through the app, Specs is your MVP for the biggest score of the game. At Specs, the fun starts here. Here's to you! Shout! Cheers to savings. Just because the sun is setting earlier doesn't mean the fun stops sooner. Now is the perfect time to get to Specs and stock up on after summer savings with fresh new releases in every category. Specs has Texas' largest selection of lower priced wines, craft cocktail ingredients, and beers that'll have you raising a glass to every sunset. The biggest savings of the season are at Specs. The fun starts here.